Welcome to the Mind Vitamin Podcast, a place for intelligent personal growth, where we look at all things related to mind and body development. Welcome to the Mind Vitamin Podcast, episode number two. Today I am not joined by a guest, I'm just going to do something a little different, and that is read a recent article um, that I wrote on HarmoniaWellness.com. This article outlines um, a case for a different way to look at nutrition and supplementation and provides some information about it that I think you'll find helpful. So, without further ado, here is the article. Your diet is cute and ineffective. Posted on HarmoniaWellness.com on August 24th, 2017. It's a provoking charge, but it's also likely to be entirely true for most Americans. Your diet is ineffective, but so is mine. To live a healthy life, conventional wisdom says that all we need to do is eat healthy foods, exercise regularly, drink plenty of water, and get adequate sleep. Michael Pollan, author of influential books such as In Defense of Food and The Omnivore's Dilemma, gives us this famous diet guidance in his 2009 New York Times acclaimed book, Food Rules. Quote, Eat real food, not too much, mostly plants, end quote. As sage as this advice may be, the vast majority of Americans failed to make any real effort to take Mr. Pollan's advice. Case in point, the International Dietary Data Expansion Project, or INDEX, created the Dietary Quality Index to reflect the percentage of calories people derive from nutrient-rich, unprocessed plant foods. On a 100-point percentage scale, the average American diet rates a mere 11%, meaning that the remaining 89% of the diet comes from animal products, 32%, and processed foods, 57%. Add to the Data Quality Index results the adherence to the American Heart Association's Life's Simple 7 recommendations for healthier living, and our control over our health doesn't look that much better. The American Heart Association created guidelines for healthier living that include managing blood pressure, controlling cholesterol, reducing blood sugar, getting active, eating better, losing weight, and not smoking. In a survey of nearly 2,000 adults, most only regularly achieved two or three of these health targets. And in fact, just a single responder claimed to have mastered all seven. Reacting to these results, a former American Heart Association president cautioned, quote, that should give us all pause, end quote. But this can't all be bad news, can it? A glass-half-full approach says that we're following somewhere between 30 and 40 percent of the Life's Simple 7 guidelines, and over 10 percent of our diets are comprised of nutrient-rich, unprocessed food. Not so fast, suggest Roddy Shear and Doug Moss in Scientific American. Quote, Because of soil depletion, crops grown decades ago were much richer in vitamins and minerals than the varieties most of us get today. End quote. And research from the Journal of the American College of Nutrition backs them up. 
In 2004, the journal found that when they studied nutritional data of 43 different fruits and vegetables from the U.S. Department of Agriculture for the time frame from 1950 to 1999, the data showed, quote, reliable declines, end quote, in the amount of protein, calcium, phosphorus, iron, vitamin B2, and vitamin C in the same breeds of fruits and vegetables. The primary researcher of the study, Dr. Donald Davis of the University of Texas at Austin's Department of Chemistry and Biochemistry, adds that there have likely been declines in other nutrients too, such as magnesium, zinc, and vitamins B6 and vitamin E, but they were not studied in 1950. So what does this mean for our modern assumptions about healthy living, especially for our diet? The U.S. Department of Agriculture and the Department of Health and Human Services offers a possible solution in their joint publication, Dietary Guidelines for Americans, 2015 to 2020, the 8th edition. They offer that, quote, Fortified foods and dietary supplements may be useful in providing one or more nutrients that otherwise may be consumed in less than recommended amounts, end quote. So what are the recommended amounts? As an example, a study by the Medical Economics Journal found that over 94% of the U.S. population were getting less than the estimated average requirements for vitamin D, but after taking a dietary supplement, that number was reduced by over 20%. Similarly, the deficiency in vitamin E was re reduced by nearly 25% after taking a supplement, and vitamin C by almost 20% as well. From their research, Quote, nutritionists and other health professionals advise patients to get the nutrients they need from their diet. Unfortunately, research shows that relying on food alone results in nutrient deficits for many Americans. Indeed, the recent Dietary Guidelines for Americans state as a goal that people should meet nutritional needs primarily through foods, but also recognize vitamin and mineral supplements are useful in providing one or more nutrients that otherwise may be consumed in less than recommended amounts, or that are of particular concern for specific population groups, end quote. Looking at this problem from a bottoms-up approach, the Campaign for Essential Nutrients confirms the journal's findings. The CEN found that vitamin D levels were adequate in only 4% of the population. After taking a dietary supplement up to 12 days per month, that figure increased to 34% and from there, taking a vitamin D supplement up to 24 days a month moved the adequacy up to 96%, and at 25 days or more per month, this number increased to 99% adequacy. For similar essential vitamins and nutrients, the adequacy levels moved in the following ways, with vitamin E went from 12% without a supplement all the way up to 100% adequacy, vitamin C went from 50% to 99%, and magnesium went from 42% to 82%. With such dramatic results in increased vitamin and nutrient adequacy, it's concerning that many health professionals only look to the binary solution of diet and exercise rather than the triangular solution of diet and exercise and supplementation. But some people aren't so surprised. Andrew Saul, PhD, states, quote, The advice from conventional health authorities is, well, you should eat better. Well, we're not. So we're going to have to do something else, and that means we're going to have to, in addition to educating people to eat right, we're going to have to get them to take supplements and take extra nutrients. Even if you are eating really well and have a plant-based diet and really do everything right, 
you're still not going to get enough vitamin C. You're still not going to get enough vitamin E. So these are going to have to be supplemented if people are going to have optimum health. And when people have optimum health, they don't get sick, or they don't get sick as often, or if they do get sick, they get better, end quote. Of course, all sorts of factors play a role in your overall health. Diet, exercise, supplementation, daily habits, genetics, environment, sleep, hydration, and stress, and the list could go on. Some are better at managing these factors than others, and some manage them quite unconventionally. But as long as we're all conscious of our choices, and they're nearly all choices, we can continue to move forward in the right direction, even if we're not masters yet. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Mind Vitamin Podcast. For more information or to get notifications of new podcasts, head to mindvitaminpodcast.com or mvppodcast.com. They'll both take you to the same place. Once again, thanks for listening, and I hope to have a new episode out very soon. Mm-hmm.